Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, basketball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag and open an account and join in on the fun. Promo code ZABE when you register and get that 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Today on the ZABEcast, the Washington Redskins are the most cursed franchise in all of sports. Another broken leg, an ended season, no hope on the horizon. Andy Poland joins me to break down the loss in Philly. Plus, we'll talk the Greek freak apologizes. Brett Favre gets duped. And would I really wear a sweatshirt for a nerd team? Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Tuesday, December 4th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. And by the time you hear this podcast, the Washington Redskins will have already made airline arrangements for at least one or two more quarterbacks to come on in and to try to finish out the season. What an utter disaster this year has been. Philadelphia... 28, Washington 13. We go to the hotline and Andy Poland standing by at home right now. Hello. For the postgame show. Andy Poland joins us now on the M&M Caramels hotline after the Redskins <laughs> lose to the Eagles. <laughs> oh, my God. What a shit show. And that, my friends, is a wrap. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. I was trying to think if, if there's anything that's been comparable to this. And, yes, we had the body bag bowl in 1990, uh, but they were able to have their starting quarterback come back the next week in Mark Rippon. They lost two quarterbacks in that game, one Stan Humphreys for the year. But to see what's happened to this team over a two-week period is, is just beyond belief. It, it's just it, it's, it's mind-boggling. Two broken legs on the same team, on the field of play in the same season. In fact, I tweeted out, with Theismann's broken leg, I think there's no other NFL franchise that has had three quarterbacks break their leg on the field of play. In fact, I'm waiting for somebody on Twitter to go, oh, here's our three. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's possible. And I'm, but, not counting, uh, I'm not counting blown out knees. I'm yeah. not counting concussions. I'm not counting any other injuries. I'm saying literal broken legs. Well, I was thinking about this uh, when uh, Alex Smith went down. The number of quarterbacks that the Redskins have had that have had season-ending injuries going all the way back to 1972 when Sonny tore his Achilles is is minimal. There was Theismann, and then the other one was Colt McCoy in 2014. 
and that's it. And Alex Smith this year. So two of the like five that they've had in the last 46 years were over a 15 day period. It's yeah, amazing. It, it is uh, absolutely brutal. And they're, Unfortunately, is no relief in sight. And as I look ahead, I don't know which way this franchise is going to go, but they they don't have very many good options. And we can explore that if you want to right now, or do you want to talk about the game itself? Well, yeah, before we get to the game, uh, John Kime put out a very smart tweet. Uh, you're going to be looking at going into OTAs, which are – I guess pretty important. Uh, they they say they are, with only Mark Sanchez available. The other two quarterbacks assuming, are not going to be able. To, assuming you yeah. keep Sanchez on the roster, there's no assumption you'd keep him. Well, right now you you have to keep him because no, you don't into OTAs. Oh, oh well, you got to have somebody that that knows your system, and he's cheap. Well, so who says who says he'll be the guy though? He was just a stopgap guy. Okay, but then so you're going to bring in a guy and teach him your system and run OTAs? I yeah. don't know. Maybe you could. But yeah, you got all off season. Um, I don't think Sanchez yeah. is going to master this system, and I don't think San. I don't think they want Sanchez on the roster next year. Do you? No, not next year. But they need somebody who at least can run the plays that they need to run in the off season, and they won't have a healthy quarterback to well, do that. Neither of those guys are going to be ready until maybe training yeah. camp. Well, worrying about. OTAs is the least of our worries. Let's look at the big picture, Andy. And that is, where are they going with this J-Alex plan to theoretically have a wide-open three- or four-year window to make a run at a Super Bowl? Because that was the plan when they got Alex Smith. What now? they put themselves in cap jail with Alex Smith. I mean, the, 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 the only thing that could help them is if he comes back and plays. If he's, he's retired, he's got all that money on the cap. Uh, you now have a brittle number two who you know you can't rely on. By the way, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, Andy. Colt is done. Colt, the, Colt, so the Colt thing for us better be fucking over. We have to stay with Alex because that's where our money is. If uh-huh. we bring Colt McCoy back, I will lose my shit next year. This kid is the nicest, handsomest, politest, square-jawed, blue-eyed, handsome Texas fella ever. He's made of plastic and fiberboard. To no bring kidding. him back as a backup would be folly. I'm not yelling. Well, Am I yelling? I'm yelling now, aren't I? No, look, look, I, I agree with you 100%, but you, you've got to realize where they put themselves. Now, the second year of this contract okay. extension that he signed is low. He knows your system. You have to oh, have Knowing the system? Who gives a fuck? He can't <laughs> play. And when he does play, he gets hurt. End of story. End of Colt. I don't want to hear Colt anymore. Okay, so so you, you've, you've gotten rid of Sanchez. You've gotten rid of Colt McCoy. Yeah. And you have another quarterback who you're paying a zillion dollars to who may not be able to play again. So where are you? Well, here here's the two alternate visions going forward. Vision one would be the rose-colored glasses. You bring back Alex Smith and hope that he is ready to start training camp on time, and he returns at no worse than 90% plus. All right, that's right. number one. Number two, you hope that Geis is good and he is healthy. Yeah. Number three, okay. you hope that Josh Doxson in his 
what, fourth year finally yeah. becomes a legitimate no, number one? No, 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 no. This is who he is. He, he's he's a guy now, He's the, I guess, the fourth year of the rookie deal, so you bring him back for that. But there's no long term okay. with him. Okay. This is this is who he is. All right. So you're going to need a number one wide receiver because you don't have one right now. Yeah, you don't. No, okay. No question. No. Uh, you add speed at linebacker. Hopefully, Reuben yeah. Foster is cleared and isn't suspended for a whole <laughs> oh year. God. Oh my God! What? That's what you're hoping for, <laughs> Andy? Look, I understand it, from Andy. A I'm giving I'm giving you the best case scenario. I'm not the best case. I'm giving you the rose colored glasses option. <laughs> oh, you're already laughing. So you got to add speed at linebacker. That's understood. You have to add depth at DB. No question. I think you're probably going to get out of the Josh Norman business. You have to. Okay. I, mean, I know he had a big interception tonight, but no, he's. He's not all that. He's not Deion Sanders. He's got to go. So you need depth at, at DB. You need some speed at linebacker. You need some depth at the O-line. you got to hope on Geis. You probably need to shop for a wide receiver, number one. You're hoping Alex Smith comes back. You keep Jay, and you pretty much punt. You just burn the tape on this season, call it an incomplete because of all the injuries, and say this year's going to be different, and you close your eyes and you pray that next year is different. I think the best long-term picture is two and fourteen under Jay next year. Ah, and, and now and we're reach. talking. Okay, now we're talking. You have to. Okay. You have to. I mean, this, okay. this is this is clear because the, the the problem now with Jay is this injury to Colt McCoy may have saved his job for next year. There's no way to evaluate him over the last four games. Correct. Correct. That said, okay, so I painted you the rose-colored glasses, the full yeah. steam ahead. We This is the Vinny Serrato. We know what we're doing. We have a plan. <laughs> yeah. And we're not going to let a year with a slew of unthinkable injuries dampen our plan. That would be the rose-colored glasses we're pressing ahead. Okay. The alternate vision is this. You begin aggressively tanking the minute the season ends by doing the following you look at everybody with a five million dollar cap number next year and either let them walk guys like crowder are going to walk uh you take guys who are under contract and at a high cap number and find out how much of that dead cap can you eat in one year and you say goodbye to them. That includes Norman. That may include, I'm trying to think, some other guys. Might include some guys you wouldn't think, like Jordan Reed. I mean, you might have yeah. to eat a guy's contract like that. So you you basically you eat a ton of shit salary cap-wise as soon as you can by letting everybody walk, not signing mm-hmm. anybody, getting out of contracts that you know are going the wrong direction. You then yeah. tell Alex, take your time, Alex. And you go out and you sign what I call a gas station sandwich of backup quarterbacks, sort of a Tyrod Taylor, Trevor Simeon duo, sort of well, like Rex they, and Beck. Yeah, uh, yeah the uh, Rex Beck uh, deal. Uh, okay, yeah. you sign those two guys. You tell Alex to take your time to the point where Alex might be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I can go. And you go, no, nah, you know what, Alex? Take a couple of games. This is aggressive bold tanking that the NFL has not quite seen, although some would say the Raiders are doing it right now. All right? Mm-hmm. No. And then once you do this, you lose. And you lose some more. And you lose some more, Andy. And you hopefully, 
if it all goes to plan, roll into port this time next year at 2-14 and 14 in prime position to take either Tua or Jake from State Farm and have good cap flexibility going forward because after next year you could probably exit the Alex Smith thing without it burning down your whole roster. I'll hang up, Andy, and listen to your answer <laughs> off the air. No, and I like that, and I even like that from a marketing standpoint because you now have Brian LaFamina and his crew say to people who are potential ticket buyers, look, get in this year cheap because we're uh, going to be good in about three years and you're going to want to have tickets. That's the, that's the plan. That would be the marketing plan. It's not an easy sell, though. Well, they're not selling now. so That's a good point. You know, you're right. The yeah, mediocrity yeah. is not selling now. So at least a bold plan to tank would be the way right. to go. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think that what the Raiders are doing is actually probably the smart thing to do. And they're all all—they're not worried about selling tickets now because they're moving to Vegas the year after next. Right. right? Yeah. Who, who could so, we trade for draft picks, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who's, who's tradable? You talk about a guy like Jordan Reed. You know, Jordan Reed, you read the story where he has a guy come to his house every day and put dry needles in his toes. Oh, I mean, how much longer is he going to last? I did not read that. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God, that sounds painful. <laughs> Jesus. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's that's kind of the, like to me, I look at it and I say that is the only route out of purgatory. And after you go 2-14, and 14, then you can get rid of Jay. I don't think Jay is the problem per se, but I don't think he's a plus coach. Well, if, if you're going to stink next year, why be paying Jay, which you're going to have to do, and pay somebody no, no. else to right. coach you? Right. You, what you want yeah. to do is following 2-14 and 14 with some cap flexibility and a high draft pick to go after a quarterback, you find a right. coach that you want to be part of the new face of what we're going to do next. Because if you don't yeah. go this route, here's the danger. You do all the hopeful stuff that I laid out in scenario A, and it falls apart again next year for whatever reasons, and then you are once again 6-10 and 10 or something like that, and you're fucked then. You're really yeah. fucked then. You you have done nothing to clear cap space. You don't have a high enough draft pick to go get a quarterback. And the cycle is going to continue. Well, look look at how when they were winning, they had a quarterback who couldn't do anything but not turn the ball over, a 33-year-old running back, and a defense that was playing above its head. And everybody said, oh, this is sustainable. Yeah, they can probably <laughs> do this. Uh, I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team, but this will work. And then, boom, they hit a bump. Yeah. And then all the tires start falling off, and the door comes off, and the engine goes dead. And here they are. They're going to – I mean, it's possible they lose out, even though they're playing the Giants next week at home. They could lose that game. They got a bad Jacksonville team on the docket, but that bad Jacksonville team just blanked one of the hottest yeah. teams in the league and Andrew Luck and the Colts. So that is no gimme right. either. Well, the defense is another issue, and Jay alluded to this in his postgame presser. I was oh, watching yeah. it. You were watching oh. it. <laughs> He's yeah. like, look, this, these 430-yard games, that's not, yeah. that's not good enough for the personnel we have. Did you hear that? The yeah, personnel we have. Who do you think he was intending that for? Well, look look at what he's done with defensive coordinators. Isn't this his third one? Third one in well, five years? Yeah, Joe Barry, right? Joe Barry, and then he had Hazlitt. Hazlitt. So, yeah. How, how many more does he get to discard? I don't know. 
And it looked like early this year the defense was coming around. They're just not really havoc makers. And I've had enough of DJ Swearinger. I've had enough. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. talk DJ big, you call everybody mouth. out, and then one of the first plays in the game, you go for a strip and allow a first down when you should be coming up and boom, thumping the shit out of a guy instead yeah, of just yeah. trying to strip the football. I've kind of had enough of him. And Norman's pick yeah. was nice, but it was a horrible throw by Wentz. I mean, it was a belly ball. Well, yeah, I, I don't think, you know, to me, Wentz doesn't look as good as he did last year. Nope. And and, and there, this was, I thought, a, a winnable game. I thought if Colts stayed healthy, they would yes. have a chance to win this game. It's a, uh, It was a 14-13 it, game, and I kept saying to myself, why does it feel hopeless? We're down one point. And I'm like, oh, that's right, because Mark Sanchez is in. Mark Sanchez and and the announce crew they decided to do the life story of Zach Ertz with with wit uh, giving all his funny little anecdotes about you know talking to him. I mean the, the whole the whole broadcast went in the toilet once Sanchez came in. Andy, it was terrible. Andy, this broadcast is a fucking it's disaster. Awful. It it's is awful. absolutely terrible, and I have seldom been moved to be so enraged just listening to a broadcast because I normally discount it. I'm like, okay. Witten's a zilch, Boog is a whatever, Tess is a game show host, but fine, I don't really care. Tonight, I lost my mind because they were wholly ignoring the game. And it was a one-score game. I think it was a nine-point game. Nine-point game, there's ten minutes and change. In theory, Mark Sanchez, who's not a flag football player, he's been in the league before, you know, you right. got you got a nine point game with ten minutes to go. It's still a fucking game, and they're yeah. yammering on and holding these sermons about the Reuben Foster signing. Which, by the way, Jason Witten, oh, I don't want to yeah. hear his righteousness anymore about this issue. Piss right. off, Jason yeah. Witten, you fraud. Yeah, he had a teammate, didn't he? Who uh, yeah, had a similar. And thing. people and called like, up a quote on Twitter and said. It showed Jason yeah. Witten. I think that uh, he said, I think that uh, uh, Greg Hardy has learned a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the other thing that's so infuriating about this is the way that they have handled this inside the organization with Bruce Allen now doing a long sit down with Lisa Salter and saying all the things that he didn't say to the local media. Oh, and then the last oh, part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where, where where he says to her, well, he's got some contacts in Tampa and he's done his own investigation. Isn't what, what that does he rich? Know in Tampa? Right. He worked for a football team. Right. Did, did he, he hasn't did, been did, there in years, Andy. What does he know? Every yeah. bellman at every five-star hotel who could go, hey, hey, Bruce, here's what really happened. This bitch is yeah, lying. I mean, She's making up stories again. This char- These charges won't hold. I talked to the DA. Remember the shoe shine right. guy in the TV right. show um, uh, Police, Police Squad? Squad? And the shoe shine guy knew it. Johnny. Hey, Johnny, I need to know about this. Yeah, That's like yeah, Bruce I mean, Allen. Bruce Allen, I love how it's presented, too, without any questioning from any of these chuckleheads in the booth that where they should go, so you're telling me Bruce Allen knows more than the Niners and more than the police department. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, 
what, did Allen go hang out at the fifth precinct after practice during the day? Hey, fellas, let's toss back a few and talk about what happened on the crime scene today. See, Come on, this is a joke. Here's here's what I think is going to happen. And by the way, did you and I talk last week about Foster, or did it happen after we recorded? No, it happened. Uh, that, that's that's another thing. I mean, the, the, the whole week imploded. First you had the, the Dallas game on Thanksgiving. Then you had the Swearinger rant on Dan, Grant, uh, Grant and Danny on Monday. And then Tuesday they signed Foster. Got it. Okay, so let's dig into the Foster thing for a second while we're on this square. I believe that the Redskins have made a calculated and cynical play that goes as follows. They feel like these charges will eventually get dropped because this woman will once again decline to cooperate with the investigation. Okay. The NFL will swoop in and say, well, even though there's no formal charges, we're troubled by this, this, and this, and so we're going to give you a six-game sit-down. Maybe more because he did get a two-game sit-down this year. All right? Right. Okay. The Redskins have already priced that into the equation of acquiring this player, another coveted Alabama player, Andy, because we're just so in love with Bama players, and they have accepted this as the price of entry, and they are going to be able to claim, well, the charges were dropped. And so they'll say, we still don't tolerate it, but the charges were dropped. And even though the league will get their pound of flesh by saying, well, we don't tolerate tut-tut, it'll be like this split decision where the league gets its cover and the Redskins and Bruce Allen gets their cover. Your thoughts? Okay. Well, Mike Florio said basically they paid $250,000 to to play this game, that that's what they get for a first-round draft pick. So if you look at it that way, yes, but it's also it's the third arrest this year. I mean, he has a history of making bad decisions. And if you want to compare him to the other Alabama players, well, Jonathan Allen has become a leader on this team. He seems to be a real mensch. There's no real baggage with pain. This guy is trouble, and it's not just this latest incident. It's a history of bad decisions. Do you really want this guy on your team? Is from that what, what I, you want? From what I've heard, John Allen is extremely humble and, and very religious. He's a church boy. And he yeah. was one of the first guys to say, I didn't talk to anybody about yeah. this signing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was so pretty loud and clear. Name. Yeah. Yeah. That was him loud and clear saying, don't fucking drag me into this. This right. is your guy's right. deal. So, yeah, exactly. right. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out with the league. I think for sure. Don't you think that Reuben Foster will be suspended to start next year? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I think he has to be. Yeah, and, do you think, with this, with and do you think the Redskins... thing in Kansas City, right. he's got to be. And do yeah. you think the Redskins will stick with him through the suspension? Uh, that's going to be interesting. I think that this this public uh, outcry may may or may just blow over. You know, may there may be other things that they worry about. They'll trot them back on the field, and people will forget about this. You know, oh, I people think, move on. I think they're committed, the Redskins, to seeing this through. And here's why: they've already paid the price in PR. They've yeah. already paid the price in PR. If if the NFL comes in and suspends, and the Redskins go, "Up, oh, we're dropping them now," they're not going to get the equal amount of credit from the press about, well, they did the right thing. No harm, no foul. They, they picked them up and they realized, yes, he was guilt. No, no one's going to write that, Andy. So they get, they'll get no credit for, for dropping Reuben yeah. Foster. Am I right? They'll get no credit yeah, for I, it I, I, yeah, if he's suspended so. or if there are charges that are filed and there's a court case and he's ultimately acquitted. You don't get the credit on the PR standpoint. They're going to take the hit. 
in for a dime, in for a dollar. But the other side of that is, you know, he plays four games and there's something else in another hotel in another city. And then people oh, yeah. go, wow, look what you bought there. Uh-huh. The first thing uh, I want to know is, is he still dating this woman? Because why no didn't idea. he cut ties after the first incident? Who knows? <laughs> Who exactly. knows? <laughs> oh, God. So where do we go from here? Hmm. I guess I mean, you just, just play been, out the string. Yeah, there's been just too many seasons like this. And, you know, usually when they end like this, a coach gets fired. But, you know, Jay is going to survive – two of the five seasons like this. And really, if you look at, at the one two years ago, it's amazing he survived that. And I think the only reason he's still here is because they needed a, a look good on this McLuhan mess when they had to extend him oh, while God. they were firing McLuhan during the uh, the combine. Oh, so God. The McLuhan uh, situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> so It's a mess. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's so amazing to, especially to me, and I'm sure to you who grew up in the eighties, that this was such a great organization and such a winning organization. And you, you'd look and go and see Tampa and you'd see Atlanta and some of these other teams. And you think, God, wonder what that must be like to have such a miserable football team. And this team takes the cake for the last 25 years. It's been an absolute disaster. Yeah. And I don't see a path out right now. Like, I really the the only hope I can look towards in the distant future is when neither Bruce Allen nor Doug Williams are on the payroll. Well, I don't know about Doug Williams. I don't know how much influence he has, but yeah, he's probably you know. It's not that it's. I'm not saying Doug is not capable of evaluating talent. He's certainly not capable of understanding PR ramifications. By the way, God. How, what did you? What it? Poor, yes, poor guy. And and some people said the narrative was well, the skins pushed him out there to because Bruce Allen was too cowardly to do it himself. Same thing for Snyder. But how can Doug say what he said? I mean, well, how tone all, deaf do you have to be? Well, first of all, they, they, he allowed them to put out a statement with his name on it, misspelled. And, Doug uh, Willems. And, yeah, and then. Then he, somebody should have sat down with him and said, oh, you're going on Doc Walker's show. Well, let's go over a few talking points here. And then they just let him talk off the They let him riff. And, they let him riff. Yeah. And then he riffed. We have a lot of people in high, 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 high places yeah. who have done much worse, and you just smacked. in the team, or does it mean no, it's a Trump ref- It's a Trump reference, I'm guaranteeing. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. but, you know, you, you've also heard allegations about other things that go on in the high, high places well, of football team, haven't you? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. There's been things that yeah. have gone on with the cheerleaders with this franchise. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so he says that you smack your forehead and you think, oh, my God, dude, you don't get it. Like, you, th- this is one of the most radioactive topics. Domestic abuse, hashtag me too. All this stuff is so mm-hmm. nuclear, you have to tiptoe around it at a safe distance of, of of a mile away and just be very careful. And he walks right into it like a rake and called it yeah. small potatoes. And by the end of the week, he was apologizing. And here's what I hate the most, Andy. I want to remember Doug Williams for launching rainbow touchdowns in San Diego as my team won the Super Bowl. I never want to remember him for having to issue clumsy apologies in front of a podium. Yeah. 
I hate that this franchise does not protect its legends better. Well, that that's also true, but he had the opportunity to not accept this job. I know. And if he had history with Bruce Allen in Tampa, he may have known what Bruce was about, and he accepted this. Um, look, I, I find him to be a very likable guy. So do I. I was talking. I was talking to John Feinstein about his his book on the air a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "Don't let that Louisiana accent." fool you he's a very intelligent guy and he is but the problem is he's accepted this role as like a human shield for the uh, chaos that goes on in the front office and that's just wrong it's just wrong for him they should not have put him in that position and he should have been able to say no that's not really what i'm signing up for right i'm going to deal with players here not not this right but the problem with bruce and the problem with doug is they represent nostalgia and the problem yeah. is no other NFL teams are angling for either guy. Right. Nobody. Right. Right. Maybe yeah. Bruce no. Allen has one last stop in Las Vegas with his boy Chucky. Maybe. Yeah, probably. But but not in this capacity. Not not no. Chucky gets the players. More, he'd he be more of a the... he'd be more of a casino greeter, so to speak, yeah, yeah. for the for the he Vegas be, Raiders. He would be in your best line ever, the the director of pants and picnics. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what he would be. You know, yeah. Andy, and, and guess what? He's fucked up the pants part now, which is a, a constant annoyance for me. What happened to the yellow pants? Well, they lost a lot of games in them. Yeah, they lost games in the in the red pants. They lose them in the yeah, white but pants. They won, a Super Bowl. They, they won the Super Bowl in red pants. You know what? So. That the one two the two best things Bruce did. The yellow pants and saving the name. Now the pants are yeah. gone, and I guess once he's gone, uh, they're going to loop back for the name again, and then it'll just be now, all over, now, I guess. Now the name, the name thing is dead, and the way it died is the most amazing thing ever. The Washington Post spent a ton of money to I prove my how wife racist right and, right. and, and, and they cut the opposite result. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I've never seen anything. I mean, when I heard about the, the survey, I thought, oh, well, this will obviously prove what Wise has been saying is absolutely correct. And it went 180 degrees. I know. To the direction. Amazing. Just amazing. But you, you so. can never underestimate the relentless tide of political correctness. And there'll be a new wave of young, idealized people that say, I can't believe that's still the name. They'll keep coming after it. Now, maybe the name will stand. Who knows? But those are the two yeah. good things. Those are the two good things that Bruce did, and the pants are now gone, which kind of pisses me off. But I just this this franchise has got to get competent football leadership that other teams would love to steal from us, and not well, until that time, Andy, and not until the time that Snyder stops trading in Kitchikana and nostalgia will we ever have any real or sustained success. Well, it also, it's it's more than that. It's got to be somebody who's got the Marty Schottenheimer uh, approach that if you want me to run this football team, I run the football team, and I run it alone. Yeah, well, and Marty lasted I, a year. Why? Right, right. Because, Why? Because Snyder wanted more control. They weren't having any fun. Tell the story for my listeners that you heard well, straight from the upper echelon of Redskins management that year. Well, no, this actually this was a Larry Weissman. Uh, oh, you heard it from Larry. Okay, so yeah, Larry yeah, Weissman, Larry USA told, Today, tells yeah, you. Yeah, and uh, and it was, well, the partner that Dan Snyder had 
when he bought the team was Fred a guy Dresner. named Fred Dresner. And uh, when Marty Marty took over, he said, okay, you, Dan, can come to Redskin Park, but you, buddy, you can't even show up. And he took away his parking spot. And that's when things began to unravel. And so then, even when the Redskins righted the ship after they were 0-5, Dresner couldn't show up. Snyder had to sit in the corner. And Drasner told Larry, he said, you know, we just weren't having any fun. <laughs> so they <laughs> We just weren't having any fun? Because so to they, Snyder they, and they, his they, guys, they, having fun even while losing is still fun. It's flying around. It's signing Albert Hainsworth. It's being involved, playing with his toy. Who cares if he breaks the toy and they don't win any games? More fun than well, sitting the, on the sidelines. The, the, uh, the tour to get... Steve Spurrier started at 0-5. May may remember this, that Danny and Vinny went to began the flying Bowl. to watch Florida games, allegedly to do scouting right. for players in the draft, but they started courting Spurrier uh, even, what, a third of the way through the season that year. Yeah. And that, you know, that begat everything else. But but the, the thing that they said to Marty at the end of the first year, remember, was he didn't get fired immediately after the season. They went a week of Snyder trying to wrestle back control that he'd given to Marty. And Marty said, no, here's the paper. You signed it. This is what I'm entitled to. <laughs> this is the power. I'm not giving right. it back. And then, and then the only other hard ass that we've had under Snyder was Shanahan. But I think yeah. Shanahan learned early on there's only so much holding back of Danny Boy he could he could actually muster. Because well, even though he had total control, the the forces of Dan's whims were strong. That's I believe that's why Dan convinced him to trade for McNabb. It blew up terribly, well, I, and they had to go for RG3. And I think at that well, point, Shanahan said, I got to get on board with this, otherwise I'm fired and I'll never coach again. Well, the... the the thing that happened with McNabb, as, as I understand it, is they said, we need to go get McNabb. And he said, okay, but don't give up too much. And <laughs> he came back, and they found out it was a second and a four. And he got angry. Now, it seems to me if he was really in control, he would say, whoa, whoa, whoa. How much are we going to pay for deal. him? Right. Yeah, or you don't make this deal. I need to make this deal. I need to talk to the Eagles about this before this deal is made. Instead, he just goes, yeah, okay, do it, but don't spend too much. Or better yet. You spent what? Right. No. Or better yet, he should have told Dan, no, we're not getting that fat fuck. We're not going to get him. <laughs> That's a pointless. He's 33 years old or whatever it is. But yeah, but well, here's, here's the thing. Shandy didn't have as much juice because they had just gone a season with Rex and Beck. And Shandy... No. No? No, let's see. Uh, th- that was the following season. They had That was his first year, so it was Jason Campbell who had quarterbacked in 2009. So wait, the and first year of Shanahan, he, he, they traded for McNabb? Yeah. Really? Like, okay. Yeah. Shanahan was hired in, in January, and the McNabb deal was done on Easter Sunday. And they brought in Rex to be the backup because Rex had worked with Shanny Jr. in uh, Houston, and he knew the system, so he came in. And then the following year was Beck and Grossman when they got rid of McNabb. All right, McNabb was 2010, so that was Shanny's yeah. first year. Okay, correct. Yeah. Well, and then and then after going with Beck and Rex, and remember yeah. Beck was the guy that. Shanny Jr. said he stood on the table for when he was coming out of BYU. Beck completely sucked. And so coming off of that awful experience of Beck and Grossman, 
Shani had no juice to stop Snyder from saying, we're going to get this kid RG3. We're going up to get him. I don't care how much it takes. We're going to get him. At that point, Shani was like, I got to do what he wants to do. Right? Yeah. Well, I think he also was kind of intrigued by the idea of RG3. Was he, though? Because he looped back to get Cousins in the fourth round. Right, but I think, well, because he knew that Griffin was going to take some time to develop as an NFL quarterback, but here's here's what it goes back to. 2011 was the Cam Newton rookie year, and they played them in Charlotte with Beckett quarterback. Newton had a big game, ran all over the place, and Shanahan was asked afterwards, he says, you know, I could be intrigued to work with a quarterback who can run like that. So he was, he was sort of on board with that idea uh, for RG3 in 2012. But wow. he also said it's going to take some time, and we're going to have to bring him along slowly. Uh, they brought him along for one year, and then that was it. <laughs> McNabb was 34 his one season in Washington. He went to play for Minnesota. Six awful games, went one and five. Next year, Alex Smith may play for the Redskins at age 35, but it's looking like that could probably be it, a two-year-and-done deal at a very expensive price tag. That would mean two 34-year-old quarterbacks – that we bought off of Andy Reid's used car lot. Yeah, yeah. God, is that going to sting. Andy Reid knew when he was unloading these guys that he had spectacular replacements. I mean, it wasn't very long for Michael Vick, but Vick was great after they unloaded McNabb. And Patrick Mahomes, oh my God, he's unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. All right, Andy. Well, we had ourselves a season. The season's (laughs) over. And now begins the long winter in Washington. Uh, yeah, it's 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 never dull in the uh, in the winter months around here, is it? All right, Andy. We'll uh, we'll talk more subjects next week. But thank you for the post game on the Redskins' loss to the Eagles, and we will talk to you next week. All right, you gambling knuckleheads. Football season is not going to last forever. Time to still get in on the action with mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, basketball, and all your favorite sporting events, even eSports if you want to bet on nerds. Pick sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. If the game already kicked off, don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action. No better place to join no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply void where prohibited. Couple other things before we scoot out of here today. Bucks star Giannis Atentacumpo, a.k.a. the Greek Freak, apologized for his comments after Milwaukee's loss to the Knicks on Sunday when the two-time All-Star said he was going to punch Knicks forward Mario Hazonia. Hazonia had the nerve to step over the Greek Freak after a thunderous dunk at MSG and then sauntered up the floor in celebration. The Greek Freak didn't take too kindly to the taunt, claiming he would punch Hazonia in the groin if he suffered the same indignity again. I will punch you in the nuts. (laughs) On Monday, Greek Freak apologized for his comments. Quote, I know I'm a role model for a lot of kids. What I said there, I meant it, but I need to choose better 
words. So interesting. So he's like, I meant it. I, I said I would punch you in the nuts, but I've got to be a better role model. I didn't think he had to apologize, but good for him. Extremely likable fella, and I and the kids. And yeah. And the other thing, too, is he has to realize, hey, I dunk on a lot of people. Now, I don't necessarily slow walk over them after I dunk on them, but I do dunk the shit out of the ball on a lot of people. It's got to be kind of embarrassing. So, yeah, maybe maybe I should just uh, understand a little bit because I humiliate a lot of guys. Brett Favre is an idiot, and he's also, I guess, in need of money, if that's possible somehow. This story is truly weird, and and maybe I shouldn't call him an idiot. He he got duped by a white supremacist group and a anti-Semitic group into recording a personalized message that had code words embedded in the message. Here's the story. Favre fulfilled a request on an app called Cameo, where users can have celebrities record short, personalized video messages for them. He recorded a video message for a group called The Handsome Truth and the Goyam Defense League that provided Favre with a script that was carefully crafted to include veiled anti-Semitic rhetoric without it being too outwardly obvious. Here's what he said. Brett Favre here with a shout-out to The Handsome Truth and the GDL boys. You guys are patriots in my eyes, so keep waking them up and don't let the small get you down. Keep fighting, too, and don't ever forget the USS Liberty and the men and women who died that day. God bless and take care. Apparently, small stands for small hats, a slur for yarmulkes. And apparently, the USS Liberty was an American spy ship that was attacked by Israel in 1967, where two-thirds of the crew were killed or injured. Brett Favre apparently recorded that. Keep fighting, you guys are patriots. Keep this. Don't let the small get you down. Brett Favre was paid five hundred dollars to record that. Now I don't know how much of that Wrangler jeans money he has blown on tractors or blow or hookers or legal fees or who knows what Brett Favre or land in Mississippi. Why is Brett Favre recording shit for five? hundred dollar fees uh he then issued an apology quickly and said he's donating his 500 hundred dollar cameo fee to charities supporting their fight against hate and bigotry so in other words he's not keeping the 500 dollars. i just don't know why brett Favre, of all people is knocking these out for 500 bucks even i am not sure i'd do it for what well, yeah i actually would i'd read something for five dollars and finally, this will end on this today. My my city has gotten a new team with a new logo and soon to be new logoed merchandise. Say hello to the Washington Justice. That's the name of our Overwatch team. You know, Overwatch? No, I don't know Overwatch, Zabe. I'm, I'm a middle-aged man like you with a mortgage and a job and kids and stress and everything. Overwatch is is a game played by team video gamers. It's like the game. It's a league, Overwatch. And that's our team, the Washington Justice. Nerds! Uh, The Overwatch League team name 
has a logo, which I think it's okay. I'm not wild about it. It looks like a shield. It's got the Washington Monument sort of embedded, silhouetted into the shield logo. It's red, white, and blue, which, of course, all of our team logos seem to be, except for the Redskins. And, yeah, I don't think I'm going to buy any jerseys. If there is such thing as a as a video game jersey. What about a nice soft hooded polo, a hooded web, web a hooded, a hooded sweatshirt, Zabe? Hello, it's late. Pissed off. Redskins lost. No, I no, I I have so many hooded sweatshirts. I need to get out of the hooded sweatshirt business. The hooded sweatshirt business is evil because the pouch in front and the comfortableness of it just lets you get fatter and fatter and fatter. And and you wear a hooded sweatshirt and you think I'm not that fat. No, it feels nice and loose. I can put my keys in my wallet and my little kangaroo pouch here. And, ooh, I'm going to go have some payway for lunch. Fatty, fat, 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 fat. So, no, I'm not buying any Washington Justice logoed shit. I know this. I'm going to mybookie.ag. Going to sign up for an account. Going to get that 100% sign-up bonus for new sign-ups. Use promo code ZABE when you register and get in there and splash around and have fun. Be responsible. Don't bet over your head. Bet with your head. Sides, scores, player props, you name it. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases if you you just want to get your toes wet. No better time to join than right now because the football season is not going to last forever and you're going to want to have a place to go to scratch that basketball itch as we turn into the winter time. Once again, use my promo code, get a 100% sign-up bonus. It's easy, and you got your own dashboard to see how you're doing. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ZABE, no deposit necessary, terms, conditions apply, void where prohibited. That will finally do it for me today. Thank you for listening. Tell three friends, download, comment, and like. And remember, subscribe to the Football Five Ways Friday podcast premium edition by going to zabe.com slash premium. Email me with topics and suggestions and feedback, zabe at yahoo.com. Now, if you don't mind, I've got to go fend off every idiot out there who's going to say, we should sign Colin Kaepernick. It's the right thing to do. Because that, my friends, is going to be loud. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.